la di la di la Hello, wonderful human. Thank you for listening to this podcast show, Inner Gardening with Eve. My name is Eva from the Garden of Eve on the internet, on social media, and in my mind and in my heart. So it's been a while since I recorded a podcast. That is because, um, as you may know, I'm trying to recover from burnout ever since the end of 2017. And it's going with ups and downs. Um, I've quit my psychiatric medicine. And, you know, that's been quite an adjustment. A good one. But um, I needed to take a little break. Um, But today's episode is not going to be about burnout. (laughs) I wanted to talk about the first steps on how to recover from an eating disorder. I've suffered from eating disorders, uh, I guess, since I was 16. And, you know, up until my... um, The beginning of my 20s, adolescence. Um, So I'm, I'm recovered from my eating disorders for for quite a few years now. And I have a lot of faith that it will not come back because I feel so good about me, about myself and about food. And I've been um, researching more and more about nutrition throughout the years. And lately I've been, you know, refreshing some of that knowledge and reading books on nutrition again. So that's why I wanted to talk about the first steps to recover from an eating disorder. And of course, in many cases, it will be very useful to reach out to to someone um, when you realize you have a problem. Not everyone who has an eating disorder realizes or mm, wants to face that they have a problem. Usually they know um, because, well, let's talk about it from my experience. Um, I knew there was a problem because obviously I didn't feel good and um, I I knew there was an obsession there but the obsession made me feel good so um, yeah there was this denial because I, I felt like I needed the obsession to keep me going through life and for for quite some time it, it, it served me that way um, uh, yeah, I, I I can still see it that way, but on the other hand, it made me waste a lot of years, you know, living in a kind of horrible nightmare state. <laughs> so, yeah, deep down, um, people who have an eating disorder do know that something is wrong. So if you if you are if you have moments when you are not in denial and you want to talk to someone about it, then please do. That's very good first step. But other than that, I have two main points that I think are very, very important. There are many un- underlying factors that could be, um, you know, the cause of the eating disorder. But when you are eating disordered, is it's very hard to come to that root cause immediately. So for me, the first step was 
um, finding out what is right about me. And then the second step is finding out and really, you know, dedicate yourself um, to find out what is right about food. And I stress that they need to be taken in these orders because if you start with figuring out what is right about food, then you're still um, feeding the obsession about food, you know. So what I did initially is um, I, I, I learned a lot about nutrition while I was still in my eating disorder. And although it it helped me to get out of it, initially um, I also found a lot of things that were wrong about certain foods. So I started to focus on... Um, foods that were unhealthy. So I was still um, preoccupied about everything that was unhealthy about these certain foods. And yeah, so I was still in an unhealthy state because I was worrying about everything that was unhealthy. So that's why I find it very important to focus first on the first step that I mentioned is try to figure out everything that is right about you. Because so many people, and it's not just... um, something that eating disordered people have, although they uh, often have it quite extreme. Um, Not everyone. There are certain types of eating disorders or eating disordered behavior that doesn't come from this place. But, you know, um, we tend to have a very negative view of ourselves. Um, So when you... Focus on everything that is right about you and really create time and, you know, space in your mind. That's the most important thing for all the right things. And then you start to focus on all the right things about food. Um, You have created this dynamic again that there is room that maybe because you are indeed there, there are because you are indeed good. Um, and you deserve good things, you deserve good food. So these are two basic steps that were very important for me. And, you know, once you start eating again and um, have um, a little bit more healthy relationship, I mean, it takes a lot of time and investment to create a healthy relationship with food again and with yourself especially. You know, once that is established and you have more of a routine and uh, the weight has gone up or stabilized because not everyone who has an eating disorder is underweight or overweight, you know. So, but once that is stabilized, there is room to explore the deeper roots of the eating disorder. And those can be various things, you know, from from trauma or, um, yeah, for me, it was also a big part of, Part of my eating disorder was my autism. I think, you know, the rigidity. Um, I always had obsessions with food as a child. I collected food, not because that was a disorder at that time, but I was just, I found food so interesting somehow. So the interest for me, (laughs) I went a little nuts with the interest. It became a really unhealthy obsession. And, and then later on, you know, trauma. The, uh, I was traumatized uh, in some ways. And that 
um, had a great impact on my self worth. So that was, you know, a recipe for an eating disorder. But there can be there can be other mechanisms at play here. I'm just stating um, what what was the problem in my case. Although I do think that oftentimes trauma is at play at eating with eating disorders, and um, I suspect that a lot of people with eating disorders are potentially autistic. There are some various various figures on this. I, I've read something about that they suspect that 20% of the girls with anorexia um, are also autistic or are on the autism spectrum, whatever term you prefer. Um, I've also read figures going up to 60%, but that, that doesn't really matter. The point is um, trying to figure that out for yourself. And the first steps is really, you know, finding out what's good about you and focusing on the good things because so many of us and, you know, even just the general public, we are so focused on everything that is wrong and um, things that we lack in life. Um, and even if we are experiencing moments of happiness we tear ourselves down because we are afraid to lose that happiness so you know <laughs> um, because we are afraid to lose the happiness we tear ourselves down so we don't have to be afraid to lose the happiness again all these kinds of dynamics are things we can work on and then eventually eventually there will develop a space to dig a little deeper and get to the roots of why you exhibit this behavior and sometimes you know once you are already on the path of um, learning what is good about you and what is good about food and what is good about life <laughs> um, there will already be room to dig a little deeper but that depends on um, you know depends on the case depends on the person depends on the situation depends on the psychologist or counselor that you're working with but yeah, these are some simple insights for me that I just wanted to share since I've been, you know, a little preoccupied again with learning about nutrition, but in a fun way. Um, I'm, I'm mainly um, focusing on, you know, the science behind it. I really find uh, nu nutritional science very, very interesting. Um, and it's also a big part of... Um, how I counsel people and how I coach people. I think food is such an such an important part of our well-being. Um, not just, you know, not not even in the in the long term, but there are certain types of food that can immediately improve our cognition, like blueberries, for example, and. You just immediately start to feel better. Maybe sometimes it's even a placebo effect. But when you take good care of yourself, you reinforce the belief that you that you are worth it. So sometimes you know you gotta have to you have to push yourself to take good care of care of yourself. And you know when you're in this kind of deep spiral, that is really really hard. So that's why I do encourage people to find help. Um, talk about it although um, 
in my case, I did a lot of it alone. I did have some help, but it wasn't always that useful. So most of my healing from my eating disorder I did alone. But I do think that, you know, reaching out is very important. And for me, in my case, you know, um, I guess I I learned a lot because of it, because I had to um, research it on my own and um, dig deep on my own. But if you really want to heal what what is causing the eating disorder, you have to start trusting people because often the damage that we we feel uh, has been done to us, for example, through through trauma, it's, it needs to be healed in relationships again because it's caused by relationships. So that's what I wanted to stress. So three things, talk about it first and the second Figure out everything, and I mean focus on it intensively, what is right about you. Really focus on it, because um, you probably only focus on what is not right about you. (laughs) And we need to create some more space for positivity in life. And then the third thing is focus on everything that is right about food. And, you know, you can focus on particular healthy foods if, if that's health, if that is health for you of course you know it shouldn't be um shouldn't um i don't want to use that word but you get what i mean um it shouldn't be solely focused on spinach you know and kale and all those low calorie stuff but um really take a good look at yourself and and at the foods and what is right about them. Because even when you're eating ice cream. It can be right in that moment. Because. have um, Feeling that pleasure from eating those tasty foods. That is the right thing about food. So sometimes it can help to start on. What we in society call healthy foods. And focus on that. But. Be honest with yourself and see that there are also right things about foods that we um, do not regard as particularly healthy. And I'm not a big advocate of eating ice cream and chips all the time. As you know, uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to live quite quite healthy lifestyle. But we also have to live and enjoy life. And that is the message that I want to give to you. And I hope this has been helpful. If you uh, uh, need my help, then please reach out to me and uh, maybe I can counsel you through some of these issues. But other than that, I'm just um, grateful to be able to talk about this and you know to have processed so much and to have learned so much and you know I used to feel like... Um, I was the victim of my circumstances and um, I felt very wronged and that was what kept me in those negative states and in that eating disorder. And now I just see it as a lesson. So, what a shift, I guess. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Um... I hope to see you next time. Do search for me on social media at the Garden of Eve. And um, yeah, you're beautiful and I love you.
Bye.